Welcome to Physicians First, a podcast series that explores unique and homegrown wellness initiatives that are impacting the lives and livelihoods of Canada's physicians. In this series, we'll introduce you to the people creating customized solutions that improve physician health and wellness and strengthen the medical profession, whether through coaching programs, peer support groups, or leadership training sessions. And you'll hear how these initiatives are making a difference to physicians. The Canadian Medical Association, MD Financial Management, and Scotiabank together are firmly committed to putting physicians first, supporting the medical profession, and advancing health in Canada. As proof of this commitment, and in collaboration with the Canadian Medical Association and MD Financial Management, Scotiabank is investing $115 million over 10 years to support physicians and the communities they serve across Canada. This podcast is just one of many initiatives. Physicians First is hosted by Dr. Caroline Jarin-Lajoie, a psychiatrist and physician wellness expert. Hello, I'm Dr. Caroline Jarin-Lajoie, a psychiatrist and wellness expert, and I'll be your host. Today, I'm pleased to welcome Dr. Michael Allen, Director of Program and Practice Support at the College of Family Physicians of Canada, also known as CFPC. He is also an adjunct professor in the Department of Family Medicine at the University of Alberta. CFPC represents more than 42,000 members across the country. The college supports family medicine teaching and research and advocates on behalf of the specialty of family medicine, family physicians, and the patients they serve. Today, Michael is here to tell us about innovative work CFPC is undertaking to support physician wellness in Canada. Mike, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Carolyn, for having me come on today. Let's start with talking about why the college was interested in developing wellness programs specific to the needs of family physicians and how you went about identifying the need for these programs. That's a great question. So our you know, family physicians, they're not completely unique in that uh, healthcare providers all over the country are feeling lots of stress points, but family physicians have specific unique elements to them. And as the college, we wanted to address this. This was always a big priority for us and a concern. It's been going on for a long time. Um, and now it's, you just have to read a newspaper. There's something in there at least every couple of days about the stresses that uh, family physicians and primary care is under. So that was really, really it. And we wanted to help out family physicians in the best way we could. But when we received information from MD management, uh, CMA and Scotiabank that there would be funding, we really jumped in with both feet and we wanted to get something started right away and then plan something a little bit more comprehensive to meet the needs of family physicians. Let's talk about a few specific and relatively new programs that CFPC has in development. These programs aid to bridge between the more traditional education and counseling functions, offering family physicians support in ways they perhaps haven't seen before. These new programs have their origins in the interest groups, and module-based learning model. 
Can you tell us, Mike, about how CFPC's interest in module-based learning set the stage for these new programs? What we wanted to do was, for the modules, is we wanted to reach out to family doctors in a couple different ways. One was for them to kind of have a learning environment to learn about physician wellness that they can actually do, things that they can take care of themselves, things that they could do in their life, in their practice. But we also wanted to give them a chance to meet with a group of similar family physicians and share some of those struggles and feel like a safe place. So almost not obviously counseling, but that kind of group setting where they could share and hear from others that they're, they're experiencing something similar or how they managed it. That group, the ones that do that kind of thing the best in Canada and have been doing it for family doctors for decades, is the foundation of medical practice education. They're also called problem-based small group learning. That's how some will know it. But they've been doing it for a while. And so that's the thing that we thought we need to get off the ground running. And we kind of had a, a collaboration between the family physicians that are at the National College to discuss is this a good opportunity for us? And there was general consensus that that would be a great way for us to start. And we could work with the foundation to reach out to a huge number of family physicians very, very quickly. But on top of that, what we were also doing was in the background, reaching out to a scientific planning committee, because we knew that this was only one part of what we wanted to do. So I'll take a moment just to describe a little bit about what was happening in the background there. So at the same time, we were hitting the ground running with the foundation. We were also reaching out to the scientific planning committee. And we knew that we weren't experts. As I said, we talked to family physicians at the National College, but we weren't sure that we were hitting all the points. So we reached out and we sought experts around the country in family medicine who do physician wellness. And we formed a scientific planning committee. We had them come up with ideas of what we should also be doing, kind of a Delphi iterative process where they identified key things that they thought we should address. So that was going on in tandem with the collaboration work with the foundation because we knew the scientific planning committee forming that, getting it together would take a little bit of time. And we knew our window was four years. So we really wanted to get things going. So that's why we've kind of had two things going. And the scientific planning committee, interestingly, was identifying other things that we hadn't really, we thought of, but we didn't know was a priority. So one of the things they identified was that family physicians, you know, when someone's feeling really stressed and their wellness is at a low point, telling them how to, to do things, sometimes they feel unable or almost like we heard I'm feeling beaten down and now you're telling me it's my responsibility to fix it. It's just adding more to, to my burden and my, and my stress points. So we realized that we also had to do things to address that issue as well. It wasn't just focusing on the individual family physicians, but that was the scientific planning committee. I just wanted to let it known that we were kind of coming at this from all sorts of ways to make sure we were we were getting as much done with the generous investment that Scotiabank MD Management and CMA had done. And so where did you go from there? So with the Scientific Planning Committee, I'll, I'll get to them in a minute, but they were busy working on those things mentioned. On the other side of things, we had a collaboration going with the foundation who were actually very engaged right away and they wanted to help us out. 
And the foundation allowed us to almost come off on two prongs. So the first prong is there are about 6,000 family physicians who do problem-based small group learning through the foundation. And they wanted to do, they do modules all the time. And it might be on the common cold, it might be on, you know, um, a depression, it might be on dysfunctional uterine bleeding, it could be on anything. But they wanted to do one on physician wellness. So it was really perfect timing. The last one they had done was, was a number of years ago. So they decided our partnership with them would allow them to do a module that then would go out to their 6,000 members, which is awesome reach already. And then on top of it, we decided we would take that module, tweak it a little bit, expand it, and put it into four modules, which we would call the physician wellness mini modules. And that was our small groups where you could sign on as a family physician from Cornerbrook, Newfoundland, and you might be in the same small group as someone from Swift Current or, or Merritt, BC, or something like that. But that small group, then you would get together and discuss some of the challenges with family medicine, run through these modules over four kind of mini module settings with a, with a very high level of engagement from a trained facilitator. And it, it just allowed us a second program, which has been running really well for the last year. So that foundation had two components to it. It was going fabulously. We also decided we have a member interest group section that we decided to bring on board as well. I've also heard that CFPC is considering a physician retreat. Can you give us a sneak peek at what that might be about? Yeah, so the physician retreat is something that was identified by the scientific planning committee. So this was that thing that was going on that's a little bit involves the the real leaders in physician wellness and they identified two or three key things. One was kind of seminars and sessions that they could do at conferences and things like that. But the two bigger ticket items are one, advocacy, and two, the retreat. So they're working on advocacy with the college uh, right now, developing kind of how to approach governments and systems to address some of the stress points and challenges for the practice of family medicine. And there are lots of voices in the room right now about this, but we will add a strong one as our scientific planning committee uses the college as kind of the the speaking voice for family medicine. The third thing that they identified is a retreat. And what we wanted to do was give family physicians a place that they could come to. And we're hopefully that this uh, conference will be self-sustaining, but it's kind of a retreat conference event where it involves bringing your families potentially if you want to do that, having uh, educational sessions, but also allowing a lot of time for personal and kind of uh, time for the person to relax and enjoy, meet with colleagues, spend time with family, do activities so that it's not all about work and education all the time. And so this was because we felt that a lot of the things were like brief intervention, educational sessions or those kind of things the committee felt that they needed a chance for some docs who want to really get away for two or three days and just get absorbed in an event, like a a classic kind of retreat. Let's chat a little bit more about the funding that you've received for these programs and how is it able to support their success, Mike? Oh, so it's all sorts of ways. So if you take the scientific planning committee, for example, we can't pay doctors fully for their time. 
But one of the issues in family medicine in a lot of areas is we know you're stressed, we know you're busy, but we also want you to volunteer your time. And that's just more time away from family, more time away from work. And for someone who ran a busy practice for years, when you go away, it just piles up for you to come back to. So how can we try and minimize that? So there were lots of ways to minimize that, short meetings, those, those kind of things. But one of the ways was supporting them with some kind of honorarium. And that is, it's a shift in culture actually for family medicine to at least put some compensation on the table for physician's time. But the funding, the affinity funding allowed us to do that. It also allowed us to partner with the foundation and to run really that really, you know, 6,000 family docs and then multiple small sessions for docs, start to plan a retreat. There was so many things that we had you know, the retreat has been on the agenda for five years or so as a thought, but of course, no money to seed it uh, for at least the first one. So this gave us a lot of opportunity and it allowed us to take one of our staff and give them a bit of dedicated time just to this project for the next four years. So it, it really has uh, shifted us at the National College to have a space and time to actually do this really important work, which we were kind of doing off the side of our table, adding, you know, again, to the stress points at, at our level as well. So this really did make it a focus and allow us to resource it appropriately. So where is CFPC heading next with respect to these physician wellness initiatives? So yeah, so we're, we're going to keep the small group sessions going with the foundation for as long as uh, people want to sign on. I'd mentioned the member interest groups. We have 20 member interest groups at the National College. There's all sorts of them, some for anesthesia, some for eMERGE, some for respiratory medicine, et cetera. But we realized there was no place for family physicians who had a keen interest in physician wellness to meet regularly, correspond, and really uh, work on advocacy and other educational initiatives. And by creating that within the member interest groups, there's actually funding at the National College, not from the, the Scotiabank MD management um, CMA money, but other monies where we have grants for those guys to do other work. And they've already started, the member interest group has started and it's already doing educational events. So that's also ongoing. And then of course, all the work of the scientific planning committee, the advocacy position papers that are being developed for encouraging governments and systems to move in the right direction, planning the retreat. So we've got you know, really multiple irons in the fire trying to reach out to family physicians in whatever way best suits them. So Mike, I do have a bonus question for you. Sorry, I can't resist if you're okay with that. So a lot of the initiatives that you have shared with us today seem to involve some level of connecting the docs together, bringing them together, whether through focus groups uh, or a retreat. What has been your observation about the importance of creating that opportunity for docs to connect, especially in the stressful times that we've had over the last couple of years? So we know from literature that family docs a lot of the time have worked in isolation. and There's a historic element to that, and it can be more isolating than it used to be. If you go back 30, 40 years, there was a doctor lounge at the hospital, and we all used to admit there and et cetera, and we had much more connectivity. And then it slowly declined over years. And some research shows that those doctors who are working alone often feel some of the greatest stresses. So I think that was on our mind. Also, 
being able to share and maybe be a bit vulnerable about the stresses and the things that, that are really putting our wellness in jeopardy. Being able to share about that, I think, is an important thing. This small group learning environment in particular, we were talking about, has been well demonstrated to allow physicians not only to learn better, but also learn from each other and share a lot more. So there's a, there's a component there that we wanted to capitalize on. And you can see that coming through, as you said, in almost every component of our program, some way to get docs together. They're either at a conference where it's a small group, in-depth seminar for two to four hours, or it's a retreat that goes on for days, or it's multiple sessions with a trained facilitator. Whatever it is, we felt that was really important to give docs the, the opportunity. There's lots of opportunities in most of the provinces right now with a physician who's really struggling to contact an individual counselor or there's people for them to reach out to. We had seen that when we did a kind of survey of how things were happening across the country. And we felt that that wasn't the missing piece for family docs where we really wanted to kind of draw them together and let them know that the experiences they're having aren't unique for them, but there's a lot of shared experience out there. Some which you can learn from and some which you can frankly commiserate with and, you know, understand that you're not alone in, in these challenges. So I thought that, you know, we, we all thought that that was really important. You know, the other example is the member interest group. So we're taking, in this case, physician wellness experts and getting them together to collaborate, to fix their problems, which are a little different, but it's how do they fix physician wellness overall? And I think it's really great that in all your approaches and initiatives, you were really trying to meet the doctors where they were at and really tailor to their own needs. So I think that's part of the recipe for success, isn't it? So I'm mostly founded in educational initiatives. And one of the things that you always try and do is when you create a content piece, you find multiple ways to deliver it so that if I'm a doc who really loves podcasts and that's the way I like to learn, we have a podcast for you. And if you want to go to a seminar or a lecture, we have that for you or the seminar, or we have a small group learning module for you or what have you. So I think that the having all those different ways that physicians can access help is really important. So thank you, Mike, for sharing your experience and expertise with us today. There's obviously a tremendous amount of activity and momentum behind these initiatives at CFPC. So we look forward to learning more as the programs progress. Dr. Michael Allen is Director of Program and Practice Support at the College of Family Physicians of Canada. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for this important conversation. I'm Dr. Caroline Gérin-Lajoie your host, and this is the Physicians First podcast. You've been listening to Physicians First, the Canadian Medical Association, MD Financial Management, and Scotiabank are firmly committed to putting physicians first, supporting the medical profession, and advancing health in Canada. As proof of this commitment, and in collaboration with the Canadian Medical Association and MD Financial Management, Scotiabank is investing $115 million over 10 years to support physicians, including the funding for the wellness initiative discussed in today's podcast. For more information, visit cma.ca slash physicians first. Thanks for listening.
please share the link so others can learn about important and unique programs supporting physician wellness in Canada.